0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Nerding in the Deep. I'm Valerie.
1: And I'm Carlos.
0: And today we're going to talk about some of the series we've been watching, especially what we watched last year.
1: Yeah, but we are not talking about all the series.
0: No, god no, that would take a very, very, very long time. Yeah,
1: and also we decided to have a specific type of series that we wanted
0: Yeah, we wanted to look at mainly comedy, but we've thrown in a little bit of drama there. Mm kind of shorter episodes so if you're like on your lunch break or finish work and only want to half pay attention you know that kind of series Mm -hmm. where you can relax too.
1: Yeah that you only want to have like 30 around 30-35 minutes episodes not very long you don't want to have series that is like oh my god I only have 45 minutes what can I watch so it's those kind of series that have as you said Shorter episodes,
0: yeah. We watched a lot of these during not these specific series, but uh-huh. we watched a lot of series of this type during COVID uh-huh. because we were working from home and we wanted something to watch with our lunch, so we got more into these kind of shorter series. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the classics like The Office and Friends, Big Bang Theory, because most people already know about those.
1: Yeah, what sense makes that? I'm gonna talk here about Fraser or How I Met Your Mother, or yeah. whatever it's.
0: And we're also not going to talk about some of the really recent popular ones like uh, Elementary It's Always Sunny you know, mm-hmm. those ones again, I think people are very aware of them.
1: Yeah, some of them the ones that we're going to talk about, of course they are popular.
0: You've probably heard of them.
1: Yeah, of course, because then you're going to maybe listening to this and it's like, oh my god they, they are talking about this? Seriously? They consider this not popular? No, maybe we consider it popular but maybe it's not as popular, for example outside Ireland or outside like the States, mm-hmm. and for example, for people that listen to us from another countries, they are not aware of this kind of series because maybe they are not as famous uh, internationally. Yeah. So that's why we decided to go. Or at least um, they may be popular, but at least they don't go up to the yeah. position as friends or office or...
0: Yeah, it's probably one of those series where you're like, oh yeah, I have a meaning to watch that. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly, those kind of series that we all have in our you know book list. Yeah. Uh, we have there, but we haven't watched them because, well, we always watch other series. Yeah. So it's that kind of series that is more a secondary place, but we think that they are really worth to watch.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna start, as you said, maybe not a lot of people outside of certain countries will hear of mm-hmm. certain series, and this is definitely the case with our first pick, which is an Irish series called Derry Girls.
1: Yeah, Derry Girls has becoming more famous now, mm-hmm. now that, by the way, it's over, it only has three seasons. So it is great because also if you want to watch a series that has finished or yeah. already,
0: so you can binge watch the whole thing. If exactly.
1: Derry Girls is one of those. Mostly most of the series that we're going to talk are finished and they are very short. They don't have much seasons yeah. which which is great. Uh, but Derry Girls is one of those series that they are short, they are very easy to watch one episode after another. Mm-hmm. And I, I really love Derry Girls.
0: Yeah, I was I actually remember when you started watching Dairy Girls. I was up in the other side of Ireland for college and we were messaging in the evening and I was like, oh, what are you gonna do? He's like, Oh, I've heard about this series called Dairy Girls and I'm watching it and I really love it. And I was like, How the hell has my Spanish at the time boyfriend heard of Dairy Girls? Yeah, yeah. but
1: Dairy Girls is a very fun series. You may know some of the uh, actresses mm-hmm. that appear because now they have become a little bit more famous, yeah. like uh, Sir Monica Jackson, she has been in The, the Flash, Flash, isn't it? Yeah. And then we have. Uh, yeah, you
0: have Nicola Cochlin who's yeah. a Galway girl. Yeah. And she has been in the likes of Bridgerton, which yeah. has uh, really made her a lot more famous these days.
1: Yeah, she she has been on Bridgerton, and uh, yeah, a lot of people know her more for Bridgerton than for Derrick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. those two are very famous and then of course very famous Irish actors like Tommy Tiernan. Yeah, Yeah. Tommy
0: Tiernan who is a very famous Irish comedian is in it and then you'll have Ardol Hanlon, which is another very Mm -hmm. famous Irish comedian who who was in Father Ted another show that we won't go into today. It's based during the the time where in the north of Ireland we have the whole Catholic versus Protestant trouble time well it's coming towards the end of it. They do focus a little bit on the politics but it's mainly a comedy about just a group of teenage girls that are growing up in this very Mm -hmm. troubling time very focused on the comedy side of it and even though a lot of the jokes are aimed at kind of irishness (laughs) i think they're relatable enough that people outside of ireland can still enjoy them like you were able to still enjoy them
1: well i have the advantage that i live here in ireland so i know a lot of the history, the context, you know. But anyway, I think that it's something that can be enjoyed from people that it's not aware of that, because I think that a lot of the jokes that are there are relatable in the sense that how silly are teenagers?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: how silly are teenagers, or no, how silly all of us we have been when we were teenagers? Yeah, exactly. And
0: you know, you have the Irish mammy kind of yeah. jokes, but I think every culture has like some part of that strict mother that yeah. you know won't let you wear what you want and yeah. all that kind Which
1: of. She stuff. will come with la chancla in <laughs> Spanish. Or the wooden spoon in <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: Ireland. <laughs>
1: exactly. So it is. It is very very common. They make jokes very relatable because all of us we have had that those kind of situations when mm-hmm. we were teenagers, and I like how absurd some gags yeah. are. Some moments are very, very absurd and they are very, very funny. I love also the their reactions, the faces, the acting.
0: Yeah, he, he is obsessed with Saoirse Monica Jackson because of her, her ability to have like really funny facial expressions. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's always very, very fun to watch. But yeah, The Regals is one of those series that I 100% recommend. If you are interested a little bit on Ireland's history. It's also, as we said, something interesting to understand the context of the travels. Of course, it's not going to be too much in your face no
0: no not
1: at all but still you are gonna be having those teenagers living during that contest so they are gonna have references
0: yeah and i think they only really hit you in the feels if you are irish or have been brought up in ireland or the north of ireland there are significant moments that will know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. but again it's really not the focus of it it, you're not going to be crying that much really in this it has
1: some emotional moments but nowadays which series doesn't have an emotional moment and Personally, uh, prepare yourselves, because we are going to be talking about shears that have more of that you are going to cry. I'll tell this.
0: you, I'll, I'll give you a warning for the ones you'll cry at. Yeah. The next one I don't think you'll cry at, despite the, the topic that mm-hmm. it involves. So we wanted to go with something animated, mm-hmm. something away from like your Rick and Morty's...
1: Bojack. Th-
0: yeah, Bojack, but this is one that maybe you haven't heard of. I, I think, think this is a less known
1: one. I think it's less known because it is just very, very recent.
0: Yeah, it's quite
1: new. And this type of series usually get a little bit under until some, someone talks about them Zucker, and explodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like it happened with Bojack or yeah. maybe it happened with Rick and Morty. They yeah. were very, very secondary until they really exploded and now they are everywhere. Yeah. But again, as we said, we don't want to talk about series that everyone
0: talks. Yeah, exactly. So so this one is Carol and the End of the World. The premise is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically Carol is an, a middle-aged woman. Yeah. And the planet of Earth has comet coming towards it. That basically means uh, the Earth will be destroyed, I think it's seven months at the start. Something
1: this like course. that, yeah. So
0: most people are like, you know what, if I've only seven months to live, I'm going to do everything I want. I'm going to travel, I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to run around naked and have as much sex as I want. Yeah. Carol, on the other hand, just wants things to be normal. She wants to go to a job. She wants to go to her favorite restaurant. She wants things to be normal. And uh, she's struggling with everyone that's doing all these amazing things. And she just wants to, you know, go back to reality.
1: Yeah, it's a series that probably has a little bit of a less comedy yeah. point. It has a very absurd moment. That yeah. that that can...
0: comes with the end of the world.
1: Exactly. We cannot deny that. And probably those moments that are very absurd, they are the ones that bring part of the comedy of the series, but at the same time, it's a series kind of like to talk about how to cope, mm-hmm. where you know that things are going to end.
0: Yeah, uh, she, she goes into complete denial, and she, she meets, during the series, another group of people that are kind of in denial and just want to pretend things aren't happening. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good series to discuss, like, how would you react if this was happening to you? Like, would you go to the extreme, or would you go into denial and show up for work at your mm-hmm. desk and pretend nothing's happening
1: yeah uh, at the same time is the as you said this is a typical question of like okay if you knew that you are gonna la- die in X time yeah. what would you do mm-hmm. and i think that that's what this series explores but instead of being you as an individual it's you as humanity everyone is gonna die yeah so nothing makes sense anymore money doesn't make sense uh, jobs doesn't yeah. make sense anything makes mm-hmm. sense and then everyone tries to cope with reality with the fact that we are gonna die in one way or or another
0: yeah it's really interesting that they've put a middle-aged white woman like carol at center stage because i think that kind of represents your average person mm-hmm. you know i think think of that person that's like an accountancy firm at a desk <laughs> how would they react i do think it's really interesting from my perspective because I would consider myself quite plain Jane, yeah, and that's what Carol is like. I'm someone who likes a little bit of order, so I want. But at the same time, I have that part of me that really wants to travel and do like really cool things. So I, I it makes me wonder, what would I do? Would I go into yes. complete den- denial like Carol, or would I like go off and become a completely different person? <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, Carol and the End of the World only has one season. It just, as I said, it's very new. It just released on Netflix, so you can watch it on Netflix.
0: We binge watched it when I was sick over Christmas. I think. Yeah,
1: I think so. It was very, very easy to watch. You just put it in the background, and at the end, it's not very long. For now, it only has one season. I think it has renewed for another one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's one of those series that right now you can watch it and... And you
0: know it's probably not going to be a series that runs very long because I think by the end of the first season it's like four months until... It's what
1: happens when you put yourself a time frame, you know? This is not like finding the One Piece that you can have (laughs) 1000 episodes, you know? Here you are going to be like, okay, we have put ourselves this and then we can continue, but... You just have to look Breaking Bad, you know? They have a time frame and then... They jump the time frame, so who knows what is going to happen here. Anyway, I think it's a very, very interesting series to watch. Probably not the most funny one, but probably one of those series that you may want to watch if you have had those questions and you want to see all the possibilities, Mm. because I think that they do it really well on, well, as you said, thousands of possibilities, because there are thousands of people on how to deal with a, a limit situation like this one.
0: The next one... I didn't want to watch because of how it was marketed Mm -hmm. so this is why I kind of wanted to include it on the list so I'm sure most people have heard of it it's called Ted Lasso and from the way it's marketed it looks like a series about football for American Mm -hmm. soccer yeah, Which didn't interest me at all. I do have a team that I support, but I wouldn't be madly into football. Mm-hmm. Carlos actually started watching it by himself, and then I happened to watch an episode next to I was like, Oh, actually, this show isn't what I thought it was about. So <laughs> it's we, that we started again. <laughs> again. <laughs> it follows Ted, who is an ex-American football coach
1: from high school it's not even a
0: yeah not like yeah not one of the big teams or anything Mm -hmm. and then he's asked to come over and basically manage a a very small British football team
1: yeah that has just been promoted to the Premier League
0: yeah that's what I thought it was about I was like oh it's going to be about football tactics and all that kind of stuff so not for me but really it's about Ted and how wonderful a person he is and how he kind of just comes into these people's lives and makes their lives better in mm-hmm. some way. Get to know the kind of personal issues of each of the players and some of the staff. And there's a therapist in it at one point. And yeah, I think it's more about a show about connection mm-hmm. more than anything else.
1: then Lasso has become more famous lately. I think that is one of those diamonds that little by little people is discovering. Yeah. But at the same time of The Regals, it's not as famous as it looks. Yeah. Like for me, usually it's like, Seriously? You don't know Ted Lasso? Everyone yeah. knows Ted Lasso, but not everyone knows Ted Lasso. Even it appeared in, in video games, like in FIFA. Yeah. or Now EAFC, you had the possibility to pick up Ted mm-hmm. and FC Richmond to yeah. play with them. But it's not as serious, even if it's in a video game that is that mm. that famous. And I think it's a pity, because I think that most of people have that same stoppage that you had. It's like, oh, it's about football. I'm yeah. not, I don't care about it. While... Yes, there's football involved, yeah. but the series goes one step further. Mm. In some ways, it reminds me, I don't know if you ever watched it, it was another sitcom, very short episodes. It got cancelled. It was 10, 15 years ago that it was called Blue Mountain State. It was a series about American football. Yeah. And this was more kind of like your American Pie type of sitcom. It yeah. wasn't more kind of like a wholesome, mm. like Ted Lasso, that its people is very nice. but. Yeah. It wasn't about American football. It was more about the relationships that yeah. they had and how they. Yeah,
0: it's kind of like that typical um, teenage, coming of age movie where you have like a teacher who the kids learn to respect and, you know, the, the teacher helps them with all their personal issues. It's like that, but in adult form and a football team.
1: Yeah. And then you have, well, you have all the actors that do it really, really oh, well. Yeah. Lasso is a great character mm. to. I think that we also have been debated sometimes to put it in one of our deep dives. Yeah. Because I think that is one character that is really, really good. Because yeah. I think it, it.
0: He's come up, I think, in some of our.
1: Yeah. I think it portrays mm-hmm. a lot of people that use a mask mm-hmm. to help others, yeah. but then.
0: They're broken a bit inside
1: themselves. Yeah, because I don't think that they are miserable, Mm. but you know, they have some issues even. And I think that is really good because it's a series that it is very wholesome. Mm -hmm. As I said, it is very fun to watch. It will make you cry sometimes, but I think that it brings a lot of awareness on mental health, anxiety issues.
0: Yeah, they do, like, mild anxiety really well. They do... Panic uh, attacks. Panic attacks. We, they, we have a gay character mm-hmm. that we find out eventually and how they deal with being in a football team. Mm-hmm. We have Kaylee, who is a really good a representation of, like... Someone who is really, really intelligent is very capable, but because she's a woman and did some uh, kind of X-rated pictures when as a model, like she's not taken as seriously as should be, and how she fights for power Mm -hmm. in her industry and like slays it. One of the things I really love is there's three female characters in this series that are kind of their friend group and the amount of support they show each other, like in other shows you see these women almost attack each other, but in this they're so supportive of each yeah. other, how how women are most of the time and how should they should be portrayed. So I really enjoyed that part of it.
1: I think that there is a series in Ted Lasso that portrays really good what the series is and the first impressions that we have, yeah. that is be, be curious, not judgmental. Yeah. That's what I think that you have to be with Ted Lasso. You mm-hmm. have to be curious to watch it, yeah. but don't judge from the first time saying, this is going to be football. Yeah,
0: exactly. Don't judge a book by its coming. Yeah,
1: I think that Ted Lasso is really, really good and highly recommended it. Also, three seasons, over. Yeah, Yeah. much
0: to our disappointment. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: well, there are rumors about continuing, but because we don't want to exploit, you will have to discover it by yourself. But for now, it's three seasons and it's over and still... Worthwhile to, yeah, to and people watch. who
0: do go into watching it because it's a football series, I think, will still enjoy it because they do still talk about football. Oh, no,
1: yeah, that's for sure.
0: So, yeah, really highly recommend mm-hmm. Ted Lasso. The next series I think is—I don't think a lot of people talk about this one. I—I I, it wasn't recommended to me. We kind of accidentally found it.
1: I think that we kind of accidentally found it, and we started to watch it because of two—or of, at least I started to watch it because of two of the actors that are there. Yes. Yeah, one so. is Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. and the other is the great and only Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah.
0: So this series is called Miracle Workers, and each season has like a different theme to it. Yes. So the first season, the theme is like heaven and earth the second season is is it cowboys the second season
1: no the the second season is medieval
0: oh yeah second season is medieval then it's cowboys and then it's like a mad max kind of world
1: yeah this one is not finished so probably we will have another season and as we said uh, the worlds are not connected, no. but they are a little bit like American Horror Story, yeah. that you always have the same actors yeah. having different characters. Yeah,
0: like the love interests usually remain the same, mm-hmm. and how they either get together or don't, you know, that kind of thing. You know, I, I don't think it's like the strongest series, mm-hmm. but I think it's a very watchable one. and um, really easy one to throw on after work. Or during yeah. lunchtime, and you can come and go from it as well because the series aren't connected. You could finish one and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna go watch something else for a while, and then you can come back to yeah, it." Yeah,
1: I agree. And then if you have any curiosity to see Daniel Radcliffe in something different, that yeah, it's Harry Potter yeah. because it's you know. Daniel really,
0: I think he's a really good actor. I've seen him in a few things outside of Harry Potter, and like he has, he does. He's one of those actors that do crazy eyes yes. really well. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> but here, I think that Daniel Radcliffe goes another step. I think that I never saw Daniel Radcliffe being so fit into comedy yeah. and into crazy comedy. Yeah. he does it really, really well. And there are some moments that it's it's just perfect how how he does it. And anyway, if you ever had a crush on Daniel Radcliffe, I can tell you, here appears Sherlock uh, many amount of times, and he's <laughs> he's ripped. He's ripped every time I see him. It's like my god, he's he's really like (laughs) I I couldn't like oh my god what have you done (laughs) but yeah no
0: fighting all of those dementors and uh, Voldemort and all that you know I had to get him in shape
1: yeah well let's stop sexualizing Daniel Radcliffe anyway
0: we're getting a bit creepy now
1: yeah (laughs) but anyway it's, it's a lot of fun it's fun how to see the different characters on the different seasons yeah and also Steve Buscemi he is also very very fun to watch. He has a very very good character.
0: Yeah, and he's like the older, more experienced actor. You can you can kind of see. Yeah. In him. I imagine that the the other actors probably learned a lot mm-hmm. uh, working with him. But what I I love is that it allows the actors to really stretch themselves because they have a new theme every yes. time, and I love that about it as well. And I think it's perfect for someone like Daniel Radcliffe, who's very much typecast. Yes, um, to go and show. His range.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. And they have a lot of different situations. Uh, I think that that's one of the good things, that it always keeps fresh. Yeah. it Because it's a series that always changes. Mm-hmm. Of course, like American Horror Story, you're going to have seasons that are better that ones nothing. than others. Yeah. But the, I still feel that it feels fresh with mm. every season. and every time that they bring something new Mm -hmm. it is very fun to watch and it's interesting to see how they will interact and i think that one of the most important things of this series is that even if they are portraying characters, you can really feel that the actors are having fun yeah. doing it.
0: Yeah, in the second season, you'll see Quinta. You might know her from writing and starring in elementary. She's very funny. I always love her when she's doing uh, anything with comedy. I think her comedic timing is amazing. So she's she plays a bigger role in the second season, and I love her in that yeah. one. But yeah, so that's Miracle Workers. It's hard to kind of... Talk about what it's about since it changes every season.
1: Well, um, if you want, is the first season you said is heaven, but yeah. what is happening? The premise of it is that God has got tired of the world, He yeah.
0: he's thinking of blowing up, he
1: is bored, so he is giving time to blow it up. And then, of course, some of the angels, with one of them is Daniel Radcliffe, mm. want to avoid the, the end of the world, yeah, yeah. and then the second one is the medieval one. Yeah. That it's about a a prince and a small town. Mm -hmm. Then the third one is the cowboys one. Yeah,
0: they're doing the Oregon Trail.
1: Yeah, they are doing the Oregon Trail, which is also very fun because it's not the typical cowboy thing. It's more the the Oregon Trail and how... So it's also fun. And then you have the Mad Max that is, well, another vision on a post-apocalyptic dystopian world.
0: Yeah, you have the two love interest characters kind of trying to settle down as far as you can settle down in like a post-apocalyptic world.
1: Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of that episode of Rick and Morty that summer yeah. tries to settle yeah, down exactly. with a guy of Mad Max Walter. Very very similar. But if you like that episode of Rick and Morty, then for sure you are going to like this season of Miracle Workers.
0: Yeah. So, we'll move on to one that's a little bit less comedy, a little bit more drama, though there's definitely a lot of comedy moments mm-hmm. in it. And that is the series Shrinking.
1: Yeah, I it's one of those series that we were recommended several times. You know, usually it's because of the big names you have Harrison for there.
0: Yeah. I kind of wanted to avoid it because, and this is probably an episode we'll do later, is I'm not a big fan of how therapists are portrayed. In, in series, and this is called Shrinking, because in America they call therapists shrink sometimes, mm-hmm. and it is a series about a group of therapists, so I was like, oh no. <laughs>
1: yeah, it happens a lot of times, and I think that we have mentioned it before in, yeah. in some of our episodes, that Valerie has always struggled with how therapists are, and usually it's because they break a lot of the, you know, rules.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm all for like rule-breaking when it's appropriate and mm-hmm. helpful, but like Obviously, in a lot of series, they just show therapists that are awful and, like, break all of the boundaries.
1: (laughs) That I I kind of, like, understand because at the end you want it to move forward or something like that. But Yeah, you
0: want people to think they're safe going to therapy. You don't want to, like, see people watch all these series and be like, oh, my God, therapists are awful. I'm never going to go to therapy.
1: (laughs) That's usually the main problem. A lot of people portrays on therapists what they see on the cities you mm-hmm. know and even if they try to put a good therapist some of the people will think that therapists are all the time analyzing people yeah uh, so we you will have to hear that sentence of like oh you are a psychologist or you are a therapist or you are a psychiatrist are you gonna analyze me and tell me I'm crazy like no I'm here just
0: I'm just here being me. Yeah. Carlos has heard me in the wild um, talking to people. And the minute I say I'm a therapist, they either tell me their whole life story or they're like, oh, my God, you're going to analyze me.
1: Yeah. I'm oh. just
0: here. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, well, let's go back to the serious rant over. Uh, yeah, but this is just uh, a little bit of an advice. If you are ever dealing with a therapist, a psychologist, a psychiatrist.
0: They won't act like they do on TV. Yeah. Or they shouldn't, if they do run away. Yeah. But yeah, I find this one not not a bad portrayal. There's Mm -hmm. some really good portrayals of therapists. The main character is going through a really tough time because their wife has passed away and he has a teenage daughter who's also dealing with that loss. And he's... Kind of doing very experimental things in therapy that uh, definitely would get him kicked off most boards Mm -hmm. (laughs) or governing bodies if actually done. There are some things that I like that he does because I do think that therapists have the flexibility to be creative in how they They help their clients, but this goes a bit too far. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you have Harrison Ford's character, who is like the older therapist in the practice. He's like, what the hell are you doing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we have Harrison Ford at at the end. Well, we all know Harrison Ford. He has been in a lot of characters. So it is not difficult to see him in different Mm. type of characters, like a more comedic one or more serious one. or It depends, no? He has been everything from Indiana Jones to Han Solo Mm -hmm. to... But then we have uh, the main character, which, by the way, is Jason Segel. Yeah. So if you don't know who Jason Segel is, it's like Marshall Shalim, how I met your mother. Yeah. So most of the people think about him and think about how I met your mother. So he think kind of like a Dufus, mm-hmm. and while in shrinking, yes, he has some co- comedy times, but it is a more serious character. Yeah. And I really, really enjoyed his acting. It it was really Yeah, I enjoyable. think the
0: acting in this series is really, really good. What I also like about it is I think it shows therapists as, you know, people who have stuff going on too. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. We don't have all our shit together. We absolutely don't. No. We're people who are just, just like everyone else trying to live through life. Yes. But I think, obviously, Jason Segel's character is having a particularly rough time and probably shouldn't be practicing. <laughs> yeah, It's still a really good series. I, I really enjoyed it. I would watch a second season.
1: Yeah, me too. And from all the series that we are going to talk today, I think that it feels more like a series with a bigger budget.
0: Yeah, I mean, As... they have Harrison Ford. But...
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's a series like the others look more... Not indie, but lower yes. budget, you know, like mm. all the sitcoms, while this series is feels more, it's more quality. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think that because of saying this, I'm saying this is better or worse no, than no. other. Just
0: you could tell it has a bit more yeah. budget. Yeah.
1: This one, the only main thing I would say is that, yes, it has short episodes. I think they are all around 30 minutes, Mm. but I don't think that is one of those that you can turn off your brain. You have to pay attention. Yeah,
0: this is one you definitely need to pay attention to to follow the plot, because there is a lot of subtle things in it as well.
1: Yeah, like the next one. The next one I think that is also one that you have to... Pay really attention to it.
0: Speaking of shows that portray very bad therapists, Afterlife. Yeah. This is a, the Ricky Gervais series. I'm usually not a fan of him. I love his writing, not a fan of his acting, but I have to say he kills it in both with this show.
1: I think that this is another example on be curious, not judgmental, because a lot of people is like, ugh, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And Oh,
0: and also, I promised a warning uh, you will cry in this series in a this lot. One,
1: yeah. Indeed, Especially
0: when- if you have a partner, yes, you'll be afraid they die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Afterlife, it's a very hard series.
0: It's another series that deals with loss.
1: Yes, you cannot turn off your brain here. The main character, who is uh, Ricky Gervais, is portrayed by Ricky Gervais. He lost his wife in a battle against cancer. Mm-hmm. This I is not a spoiler. This is what happens in the first episode. It's well, yeah. what you are told on the first episode. So through the three seasons that the series has, the series has only three seasons. It's not going to be having more. Yeah. You are going to be learning more about the character of Ricky Cherbe, the other characters that are around, and how he deals with the loss of his wife yeah and so
0: it focuses a lot about grief and how people manage it and definitely in the first season especially he's not managing it
1: no he's not if you have seen the movie by Tom Hanks a man called Otto mm-hmm. I think that they are very very similar on you know some sense that it's Comedy in sometimes it has comedic moments, but we are seeing a struggling person. Yeah, And I think that both of them, uh, Man Called Toto and
0: Aftergame. Afterlife,
1: they both have a very, very deep mm. meaning. And I think that they are really, really good for watching in order to understand, you know, how yeah. to cope with loss and how other characters deal with it.
0: Yeah, and they sort of show loss in a lot of different ways you have ricky gervais whose loss is quite fresh still you meet uh, an older woman who lost her husband many years ago and how she's still dealing mm-hmm. with the grief of it you have um his uh, in-laws who are kind of looking at whether maybe they need to be divorced or not mm-hmm. so the loss of relationship so there's a lot of grief and loss in this series i think anyone can relate to it for mm-hmm. that reason but yeah bring the tissues i i definitely cried a lot in this one yeah
1: but really really good
0: Um, yeah and um, if you're watching it with your partner great if not warn them that you might be a bit clingy while you're watching (laughs) it
1: (laughs) yeah but anyway yeah it's one of those years that don't judge it just because it has Ricky Gervais and Ricky Gervais just make very dark humor jokes or a stand up comedy, right. and that's the only thing that you expect. Yeah. A lot of people also have Ricky Gervais in the head because of, of course, what he did in The Office. Yeah. Uh, the Office, the UK one, the original one, not the one from Steve Carell.
0: Yeah.
1: But really, he's also showing that he can do other stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I have to say he he really slays it in both writing and acting. Mm-hmm. This one I don't like a lot of what he does, but especially the writing. The writing Mm -hmm. is just beautifully done in this series. I agree. So yeah, maybe one not for your lunch break if you don't want to go back to work crying. Maybe one for after work. Yes. (laughs) Maybe not safe for work for that reason. Yeah. But highly recommend. The next three that we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, we left them for the end because they are all related.
0: Yeah. So you'll probably know from other episodes that we are big Taika Waititi fans. Yes, we did bash him a little bit with his uh Thor movie, but yes. that his series in particular we really love. Mm-hmm. So we've picked three series from him. So yeah, might be a bit Taika Waititi heavy this last part of the episode. So if you don't like him, maybe maybe you don't want to listen but to. But maybe, maybe don't
1: judge the book by his cover. Yeah,
0: that's true. So there's. One I think is kind of popular, has definitely Mm gained popularity, and two maybe less known. Yes. So the first one, the more known one, I think is what we do in the shadows.
1: I think that what we do in the shadows is one of my favorite series of all time. Yep, I agree. I think it's a very, very original idea.
0: Mm Uh, There's a movie that came out first that Taika Waititi actually stars in. I really recommend you watch it first. You don't need it to see Mm -hmm. the series, but I still recommend that you watch
1: it. Yeah, because the movie happens in New Zealand, uh, where he is from. Yeah. And uh, by the way, it's a New Zealand movie. It has New Zealand actors. And and then the series happens in Staten Island in New York. So, of course, they have different characters. Mm -hmm. They are not connected, but the idea is the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think Taika Waititi's character does do like a small clip in one of the episodes. Even
1: Wesley Snipes are as yeah. Blade.
0: Yeah. So, uh, they're but overall, they're not related at all. But basically, it follows three vampires and one human who live in a house together in Staten Island. Basically, their day-to-day life of obviously being asleep during the day, their antics during the night. We follow a lot Guillermo, who is the human character who... Really wants to be a vampire, <laughs> but well, no, I won't spoil that, but
1: <laughs> but well, he is a familiar. Familiar are yeah. kind of like the servants of the vampires, yeah. but he is supposed to be promised by one of the vampires, well, his owner or his yeah, master, his, his master, master, uh, that he will become one day a vampire. But we go through the struggles. It is very fun because it's all filmed like a mock a mockumentary, yeah, yeah. And Mostly the 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 movie is a documentary, yeah. but the series also we have sometimes the vampires and even Guillermo breaking the third wall because mm-hmm. they are talking straight to the camera like if it was a documentary, and basically they explain how these vampires live in a modern era. Yeah. So you have you just have to think that it's something very funny that you have a person that it was born. 600 years ago, and now they have to live in the modern Staten Island. So it is very fun how they adapt to new technologies, to new situations, to new... Well, everything. Yeah, they
0: come from different time periods, the three vampires. Mm -hmm. So the interactions they have with that is quite funny as well. The way they dress is very to their time periods, so they look super out of place. They like their cosplaying. (laughs) And then as I think the first season really focuses more on the house and getting to know those main characters but as the seasons progress you get more characters uh coming in from outside the house that kind of liven it up but oh it's it's so good it's so so funny i really really recommend that that you give this one a shot uh maybe watch the movie first to see if you like the style because the style is of course very similar and then move on to the the series though the i will warn you that the film is a little bit older
1: mm-hmm. um, way older Yeah. so
0: it's not going <laughs> to be like really high quality resolution it was also a very very low budget film
1: yeah it's one it's one of the first Takawatiti movies so it's kind of like very very low budget still very fun to watch it reminds me a little bit of course another documentary that is the blair witch project yeah something similar but the big difference between this series and other ones that we have mentioned is this series is not over yet no and
0: i think uh, i think it might be coming to an end yeah Yeah. the other
1: series we have mentioned that they had like two three seasons Mm. something like that this year this year has five seasons i think a a total of 30 episodes
0: it uh, like even though it's a bit longer than the others i find myself still wanting more but at the same time i think it has been released that the next season might be the Mm. last one and i think that's fair yeah i think you you want to quit while you're ahead
1: yeah, by the way, I said 30 episodes. Don't take me into account these 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. about to say 30
0: seconds first.
1: No, 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 10, ten, episodes, <laughs> ten episodes per <laughs> season, usually. But yeah, but still, you have a lot of episodes to watch. This is a series that you can really disconnect and have in the background, although I love to watch it, and I love to watch all the absurd things, because yeah. absurdity is one of the big things in Taika Waititi's mm. worlds. Yeah. And in this one, it is... Uh, one of the main things, because of course these vampires, the situations that they get involved, mm. the situations Guillermo gets involved, yeah, everything is very absurd, but it's very very fun, and I it's one of the series that I have enjoyed the most. Sometimes there are episodes that are little a little bit weaker. Of course, when you have fifty episodes, not all, yeah, not all of them are gonna be peak, but I think that they have some episodes that are very very fun, and it's a series that is very very enjoyable
0: yeah i would maybe just warn that there is some like sex drugs and gore in it not like in your face it's not every episode but just to mind the age that of the people around you that you're watching it with.
1: I think that gore is more in the movie. But more in the, the
0: movie, but there are moments of uh, it in the scene.
1: Yeah, because at the end they are vampires, vampires. They so, kill
0: people, yeah. they drink their blood, you know?
1: <laughs> but it's not a gore kind of like, you're not going to watch So show.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of orgy references. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, you don't have to see it, but it's it's mentioned quite a bit. Yeah. So, because, yeah, you have to think when you've been living for as long as they have, you get bored. Mm-hmm.
1: You get bored, but still it's something that... There's always a new situation for everything. Yeah. And I love the fact that they still have to learn mm-hmm. everything. I have to mention, because I wanted to mention him, this series has an actor that I really like on everything. He appeared on The Office in a very secondary character called Nate. Yeah. And here is <laughs> called, well, the actor is called Mark I forgot. Porch.
0: I always forget about him about the energy vampire. So technically there's four vampires in the yeah. house. Three traditional one energy. It's Colin Robinson. Yeah, Colin
1: Robinson. And I love it because he is not your typical vampire. He is an, an energy vampire. So what energy vampires do... I'm sure that you have heard in those magazines that is like, oh, energy vampires, what they are, they are real because it's those people that suck the life and energy of everyone else. Yeah,
0: because that are... person at work when they're hosting a meeting, you're like, oh my God, not this person.
1: Yeah, those are energy <laughs> vampires. So you can imagine that all the situations that happen with this particular vampire, are very like, oh my god, he's talking again. But <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I,
0: I actually really love Colin Robertson. Yeah,
1: I, I really love it. It's one of my favorites. And and I like this character when he does that type of comedy. Mm. And in The Office, I think that he was great as yeah. Nate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He is also awesome in what we do in The Shadows.
0: Yeah. So the next Taika Waititi show we're talking about has recently had an announcement that we're not going to get another series a season out of it Mm -hmm. which people are protesting and saying it's ridiculous and how dare they and i agree but we won't make this into an episode about trying to get this show returned but this show is our flag means death Mm -hmm. it's about pirates taiko matiti is in it himself he plays blackbeard it's about a gentleman pirate Mm -hmm. basically a fancy rich kind of metrosexual kind of a character who decides he wants to be a pirate oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but he kind of treats his pirate ship like a modern day workforce so, you know we need to talk about our feelings and if you have a complaint we'll sort it and you get paid a wage not just like you go and steal stuff from people like it's it's very funny how they bring kind of modern elements yes. into the pirate era. And then of course, one of the most fun relationships is the main, the two main characters and they I won't spoil it for you, but like it, it's pretty obvious early on that there's a romantic connection there and oh, it's just such a good series and I'm so sad that it's not coming back.
1: Yeah. Our flag means that it's Something very interesting because pirates was something very common when of course pirates of the Caribbean came. Mm -hmm. Before pirates of the Caribbean I don't think that we had great pirate movies. We had some movies that they tried to do... The
0: Muppets had a good (laughs) one.
1: Well, and then we had the typical movie of pirates Mm. or Hook from Peter Pan, but we didn't have great pirate movies, or I don't remember enjoying them. Although I love pirates, Mm -hmm. well, I love One Piece also, but we never had something big about pirates. Pirates are not that common anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. There's more vampires, and even that's kind of fading out now.
1: Yeah, and there are no series about pirates. So we had, or not that, that I know, if you know any series about pirates and, and it is it is good, please uh, Let us know. Yeah, let us know in our X at in Deep, because I would be very interested to watch it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this series, of course, puts another point of view, which is this rich gentleman uh, portrayed by Chris darby
0: Yeah, and he's also in the movie that uh, they did of what we do in the shadows yeah. as a wearable.
1: Exactly. And it is a... Uh, a very fun series to watch, because you have those clash between the typical piracy man that is Blackbeard and the other members of his gang, mm-hmm. and then of course you have the other one that is well, way different. Yeah. And then you have all the situations, again, as I was talking before with uh away it comes a lot of absurdity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a a pity it has been cancelled, only has two seasons, so that means it's a series very easy to watch, very easy to finish.
0: Yeah, I will say that even though it's it's not being renewed for another series, they do end season two on a good enough note, you don't feel like there's a cliffhanger.
1: No, I think that, of course, there are parts that you would say, oh, I would like to see more of Mm. this or more of that, because, of course, they leave some things open. But we could say that the two main characters have a closure, Mm -hmm. or... It could have what we think is a closure. Yeah. So at least it's finishing a way that, you know.
0: Also, I, I want to give a shout out to Leslie Jones. People might know her from Saturday Night Lo- Live. She plays a pirate called Jackie. It's like the first series I've really mm-hmm. seen her have a good part in. And she's so funny. She I is love very Leslie funny. Jones. <laughs> she's
1: very, very funny. But all of, all of the actors play some part and some of them are really really good
0: yeah yeah no really really recommend sad that it's ended but i definitely still think worth a watch those two seasons mm-hmm. are not worth it and you know if anyone importance listening which they're probably not but just in case bring it back yeah <laughs> the last one takes a, a little bit more of a drama comedy vibe to it it's more modern day as well you know it's not as absurd as some of the others uh series of Taika Waititi and that's reservation dogs
1: I like Reservation I Dogs. Like- we finished Reservation Dogs like, a couple of days ago, three days ago, and I think that it was a very, very enjoyable series to mm-hmm. watch. It is not, again, as focused on comedy, it's more a little bit of a drama, uh, but it, it has some comedy moments, some deep moments, and where basically we are following this group of teenagers, we started the teen- with the teenagers of girls and now we are finishing with the, teen- with the teenagers of reservation dogs. It is a series that we follow a group of uh, teenagers that live in a reservation.
0: In Oklahoma, in Oklahoma. there's Oklahoma. quite a few in Oklahoma.
1: Exactly, they are Native American. <laughs> and, well, they tell you a little bit of their life, of their struggles in mm. in in their reservation. The struggles, of, of course... That Native Americans may face nowadays, because of course they live in these reservations, surrounded by another Native Americans. One of the things that I really loved is that Taikawatiti and the rest focused a lot that the cast was mostly Native American.
0: Yeah, and the, the production team, the writers, mm-hmm. so like they were writing about their own experiences growing up on a reservation, so it makes it a bit more authentic, which is something Taika Waititi really tries to do. He he always tries to bring in people who are Native to the culture that he's trying to represent. And I think he he's done very, very well. I learned a lot anyway watching about it, but they make it, they do it in a funny way. It's not like they're trying to make a documentary or yes, anything. Yes.
1: You, you are following at the end a group of teenagers, so you're going to find teenager situations. Mm-hmm. But I, I find it very, very interesting. It reminds me of a book that I read when I was studying at college. Mm-hmm. The name is The Absolute True Diary of a Part Time Indian. Mm-hmm. And again, you are. That's f- a
0: great title. <laughs> yeah.
1: You, you are following the life of a teenager that goes into a high school and he lives in a reservation. Mm. This is a book that, again, has some comedy, but it has a lot of drama because of the alcoholism of the adults that live in a depressing reservation uh, with the discrimination that they are suffering. Mm. Well, I don't want to make you, you know, to to bring a lot of heavy stuff Mm. here, but this is what it talks about. And in Reservation Dogs, that is a little bit more life-hearted, but at the same time, one of the main things that we learned since the beginning, I'm not going to spoil anything, but one of the characters says is that that place, the reservation, crushes everyone that is there.
0: Yeah, and that's how they feel about it because, of course, without going into too much of a history lesson, like the Native American people, their land was taken from them and they've been shoved in these reservations and they find it very hard to kind of get out. Mm -hmm. It does tend to be more of a poverty area there can be crime involved mm-hmm. because they've been left to yeah. to do that and um, to to survive but you get to see some really uh interesting themes even though like they try to keep it lighthearted there's some very very drama type themes like one of the first ones of course is uh suicide and loss and grief around mm-hmm. that i love how they throughout the seasons they kind of tell the story of loss through three generations at yeah. the reservation, which is really, it's really interesting. It is. One of the big things that I love about it is how well they portray that sense of community that mm-hmm. um, Native American people are known for. You know, it's more of not the individual looking after themselves, it's the community looking after each other. And that's something I think a lot of people don't understand and you get to see and learn a lot about it in this series.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Again, as we said, don't expect to be laughing a lot. You will laugh in some moments. There are moments that are very, very fun. There are moments that, of course, it comes from Taika There are moments that are very, very absurd. There are episodes that themselves are quite absurd. Mm -hmm. But it's a very beautiful series. I enjoyed it. I couldn't stop recommending it to people. Mm -hmm. One of the things... And of course, for people from the United States that listen to us, maybe it's something that touches closer to them. Yeah, yeah. So for them, it's like, oh, I knew all that. But for people that is from Europe, like, of course, us. Valerie and myself, <laughs> and a lot of people that listen to us, the Native American theme, it's something that, apart from how badly is portrayed in westerns or things like that, it's something that it doesn't hit us close. So it is a really great opportunity to learn about new cultures, about their... uh, their rituals, about their dedication.
0: I especially love the funerals that we see. I I love seeing that process of a person dying and the way they're honored afterwards. Mm -hmm. I think the Native American people really do it very beautifully.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, you can see them enjoying and mocking themselves because you will see that some of the things that they were portrayed in those Westerns that they may have been... Racist at the time, mm-hmm. they have been adopted by the community, yeah. and now they are using it themselves <laughs> as part of jokes. Yeah. So, for example, the shoutings yeah. and the, all that stuff. I like when I saw it, it was like, Oh wow, it's it's really cool that they have put themselves and they have adopted that.
0: Yeah, they make the casino jokes, yeah,
1: the casino jokes, yeah. and everything. It is, it is a lot of fun to watch, also. So, yeah, Preservation Dogs, it's 100% recommended. I don't know if I said it already, but anyway, I'm going to repeat it. It's three seasons, it's over. It has already been said that they are not going to have a fourth season. There are rumors that maybe could come a movie in the future, but I don't see it anyway. But it could happen.
0: Yeah, I think they ended it quite well. Yeah,
1: they ended it quite well. So, yeah, another series that you can watch, five series, three seasons. You don't need to be paying 100% attention, but... There are certain
0: episodes you would, but overall you don't have to.
1: But anyway, I think it's a it's a good series to finish kind of like with this Taika yeah. block that we decided to have for the end.
0: Yeah, and just a, again, warning for any little ears that might be watching series with you, there's a hell of a lot of swearing in this in one. In
1: this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of swearing. <laughs> if
0: you had to drink every time you hear the word bitch, you will get plastered after one episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, completely. So we don't have much time, but we decided to...
0: Have a bonus track, a very small
1: one. Have a bonus track. We uh, are not going to go deep into these two, but they are kind of like bonus because they are less well-known, probably. Uh, One of them is extraordinary.
0: Yeah, it follows a a character who lives in a world where when you turn a certain age, you automatically get a superpower, and her time comes and goes, and she's no superpower. And basically, living in that kind of world where she doesn't quite fit in, and she doesn't feel important enough, and... Good enough,
1: and of course, her sister has uh, got the superpower of super strength, and everyone is super happy because of her sister. But, yeah, but she doesn't have any superpowers, and so. she's
0: a self-sabotager as yeah. it is. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, really interesting concept, and I would recommend watching
1: it. I will recommend watching it. It's fun series again. Extraordinary is probably not in our top because mm. if it was in our top, we would have talked more about it. But yeah. it's one of the bonus ones that if you haven't watched it, give it a try
0: the last one is a series called ghosts i don't think this is a very strong series but it is a perfect series when you kind of want to be scrolling on your phone but you want something in the background Mm -hmm. not that i recommend doing yeah (laughs) but yeah i find the the first um like five episodes are really good but it kind of I think the writing kind of falls after that. There's two versions, by the way. There's a UK version and an American version. We were watching the American version. Maybe the UK one is better. But yeah, definitely worth to have on in the background. It's a really interesting concept.
1: Yeah, I think that the main character, who is a girl that yeah can see ghosts and they tell you the story, it, she has a very similar series that is called Ice Zombie.
0: Which is very good. She's much better in that one.
1: But in A Zombie, you can do exactly the same of... Turning off your yeah. brain and just—I uh, find
0: that one more interesting. Yeah,
1: but uh, ghost is that is j- yeah. just you can put it and uh, well, scrolling your phone or so, having something in the yeah. background. Still, it has fun moments, but yeah, it's not one of the strongest yeah. ones that we have recommended today.
0: Yeah, I think the acting isn't as strong as it could no. be, and that's why you kind of we binge watched the first few episodes, but then you kind of mm-hmm. it teetered off, and we kind of yeah. landed up not paying as much attention. Yeah. But we'd be really curious to hear what you're all watching at the moment because we always need a series to watch when we're either at lunch during work or when we're having one of those lazy Sundays where like we don't want to do anything, but we don't want to think too much. But we want to watch something.
1: (laughs) Yeah. no, please recommend us, you know, in our uh, Twitter at NerdingDeep and we will be happy to, to watch your recommendations at the same time. if you like one of the series that we have talked about and you want to share your impressions with us in our Twitter, we're always happy to talk to you. So feel free to do whatever, but contact us and we will be happy to talk with you.
0: Yeah, maybe you didn't like some of these series and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe they're recommending that. my
1: God, I can't believe you recommended (laughs) recommending So it's about football.
0: (laughs) So yeah, we really love to hear from you. Also let us know if there's any series coming up that you're excited about because we have a couple that I, I know I know I'm looking forward mm-hmm.
1: to. They are not sitcoms, but yeah. no.
0: we have to go and not watch a lot of series. Today's mm-hmm. a busy day for us. Yes. I've promised myself I'd be productive today. Because <laughs> I was still in that like post-Christmas slump of I don't want to do things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that happens to everyone.
0: So we're going to go off and do those things that are mm-hmm. on my to-do list. So we'll see you in the next episode. I'm Valerie. And I'm Carlos. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.